Hey kid, do you want to watch a movie that completely apes itself on the fact that you would recognize the name Alien as something good? Um, only if it has extremely dated haircuts and outfits. That'll do. You ready to talk some movies, Brennan? Yeah, okay. Well, let's go! Hi, welcome to the Corrupted Youth Podcast. My name is Dan. I'm Brennan. And ooh, yeah. hope everybody's quarantine is going better than ours. Because man, we we really watched a movie. <laughs> but that's not that's not my official rating for the end. Have you been hanging in there, Brennan? It's been rough. Yeah. This alien movie, it really did it for me. It really did me in. I don't know what to think. I don't think I can think anymore. This movie broke me. <laughs> quarantine's fine i don't really care yeah it's been going okay yeah i mean we didn't get that extra episode in like we wanted to but then again there's a a lot of things we didn't get done that we wanted to and there's a lot more time left of this quarantine so (laughs) we'll see we're not gonna promise you anything but if it happens it happens that's the best we can do yeah i suppose (laughs) man we both need haircuts but you know what i'm not gonna go out and protest for one yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh man we watched alien 3000 but the thing is is that this is also known as unseen evil 2 so we ended up watching a sequel which is okay because unseen evil was probably not that good i think unseen evil 2 is the official name that it was since it is a sequel reminds me of those like italian zombie movies oh where all the names get mixed up just completely different (laughs) and you get sequels that weren't actually sequels and then the order of everything would be messed up yeah so there was an unseen evil that was also known as the unbelievable (laughs) what a boring name that sounds like it's from the 50s (laughs) i mean the unbelievable it's a dumb name but kind of better than unseen evil i think i mean i guess unseen evil does fit with the premise of the monster yeah it's invisible but even then i wish i'd (laughs) unseen evil more like i wish i could have unseen this movie (laughs) well how about we just play the trailer somewhere in the california mountains three friends discover a cave with an ancient secret what's that it's gold look at that there's something down there looks like it's coming towards us One woman, terrorized by her past, holds the key to unlock the secret. Do you know her? Park Ranger found her. Two pieces. Pretty much in the same spot they found your friends. Kate, we lost two soldiers last night. We need your help. The cave. Did anyone check the cave? Now she must lead a team of mercenaries to find an invisible killer. The U.S. government wants anything we find intact. We're rich. I want it, Bert. I want all of it. Where in the hell is this thing, then? It knows we're here. 
You can't see it. You can't hear it. But you will. Feel it. Alien 3000. Wow, what an amazing trailer. I'm really glad we played that here right now. <laughs> it's not for us, Brennan. It's for the listeners. The dongles. So as far as IMDb goes, this movie was directed by Jeff Leroy Jenkins. Just Leroy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Written by Garrett Clancy and Scott Spears. Oh, you know those guys. They wrote the the movie. Yeah, and it stars Lorenzo Lamas, Priscilla Barnes, Corbin Timbrook. That's probably all you need to know. (laughs) Yeah. You'll at most recognize one of those names. (laughs) Yeah, so you're probably going to recognize Lorenzo Lamas, you know, from the show Renegade, which was not enjoyable. When we first looked this up and I saw he was going to be in it, I was like, ugh. Lorenzo Lamas, this is going to be beanie and bad. And then you also have Priscilla Barnes, who she was she was on Three's Company. Was she actually? Yeah. What would she play? In this movie? Yeah, or no, on Three's, Three's Company? Company. On Three's Company, she played Terry. She was the scientist lady at the military base. Oh, her poor career. <laughs> oh, that stinks. Corbin Timbrook, I don't know him offhand, but I do know that he was on Renegade for a couple episodes at least. They were probably just taking a break. Hey, you want to do something in your free time? Make a little bit of money. I don't know if this was like, I don't know if it was still on when they made this movie, but whatever. Oh yeah. The other recognizable name from this movie is Scott Schwartz. Scotty Schwartz, known for the toy. For the toy? Yeah, the movie The Toy with Richard oh, Pryor. I thought he meant like he made a toy. Well, he was an actual toy in some movies. Oh, because if anybody knows his history, he got into some adult films. That's probably why he was holding a banana in one scene. Or this movie did really just like to give people things to eat or do that instead of actual character development. <laughs> like my character's gonna chew gum. My character's gonna eat an apple. I'm gonna hold a banana. I'm gonna gnaw on a pencil. <laughs> oh yeah, that's pencil nine. I mean, something to make it more interesting, I guess. Uh, let's get to the synopsis. Ooh, there's just a there's just a summary by a user. Should I just read it? Sure. This is from Nekoshiro. Thanks, thanks, buddy, for putting this up there. Otherwise, this movie would have nothing. <laughs> After a series of brutal, unexplained murders in a remote forest, a rogue military unit is recruited to hunt for whoever or whatever has rendered the attacks. In order to carry out the investigation, they need the help of the only survivor, Kate. But first, they have to get her released from the mental institution she's been confined to since the horrific attack. That stuff happened in the first movie. That we get through a whole bunch of flashbacks. Yeah. Which just kind of summarizes everything. But that had Richard Hatch in it from Battlestar Galactica. Oh, his poor career. Oh, he never really... Never did much. R.I.P. Richard Hatch. He seemed yeah. like a nice guy. Also got John Lennon. He was running around there. That's oh yeah, that's right. You're calling him John Lennon because of his glasses. Yeah, and he had the same like kind of haircut. <laughs> also dies. 
Why did you have to say that while I was drinking something? Oh, man. Show some respect for the dead. All right, well, since this was your pick, Brennan. Okay. Uh, I guess, well, it would be hard to really do a rundown in this movie. Yeah. Because it's just like... This happens, that happens, this happens, this happens. It's like the same location the entire movie, too. Just about. So, I don't, like, yeah, it actually be kind of fast. So, like, okay, um, some teenagers in the the woods find a cave after a 6.0 earthquake. Woo! Oh, after that guy was also trying to watch the girl and some dude get it on. Yeah. And then they're looking for those jackrabbits. Yeah, that was creepy. So they go into like this newly opened cave, and they stumble upon a large amount of gold, coins, and pots, and a few swords. It's very strange. When you say when you say a lot, when I, I say... think is a very small closet. Just whatever would sit on the bottom of it would that be considered a lot? I mean, for gold, yeah. <laughs> but there's like fantasy swords yeah <laughs> it's it like... really strange like what is that doing in north america and like <laughs> what's probably california so then oh they get murdered by the the monster who is invisible and very bad looking it's a very poor cg just mess <laughs> it doesn't look good you can't really de- like tell what it is sometimes it looks like it has like spider legs or something yes something more interesting than just human legs but it's also tiny yeah but then it's also like bipedal i don't i don't know i honestly thought there were two monsters i did too and i think that they just either used footage from something else or i have no idea they didn't care or they didn't care it was super obvious that it was two different creatures but it's just supposed to be the one can it change shape? Who knows? Because it never does later. It's only in the stock footage of it running down the cave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So the so they end up finding the bodies, and then they go then the the Bureau of Paranormal Research, I think it was, which gets called something else later. Yeah, on. it gets called something different. So that totally really bad continuity. They go and they find Kate, who is a sole survivor of the last invisible monster attack and they're like hey would you help us find this cave you know and she's like no because i'm cursed because of the gold because she touched it she touched the gold and so she's cursed so she goes back she'll die but then she goes anyway because plot has to happen (laughs) so then um her the two scientists and then like a bunch of mercenaries I'll trek out to the cave to go kill or capture the monster. The mercenaries have the most character out of anything in this movie. <laughs> there, There's like redneck guy, like trailer park guy, who talks about shooting things. Oh yeah, the guy who just loves shooting stuff yeah. all the time. I'm crazy for shooting things. And then there was um, the couple, the guy with the disgusting soul patch. <laughs> Um, to anyone, I'm sorry, any dongles out there with a soul patch, please, please change your facial hair. Please. <laughs> anyway, and then his girl. Phoebe. Phoebe. I only know that because that's the actress's name, too. Is it really? Yeah. 
That's never really a good sign. No. <laughs> <laughs> and was there any other mercenaries? I feel like there were more. Um, there was the McCool guy who's kind of a love interest for Kate. Oh yeah. The cool guy with Survivor Girl from the first movie. Yeah. He has cool aviator glasses and an impossibly strong jawline. Yeah. Ginger hair. Yeah, he was he was like the de facto leader. Yeah, and then there was also the black guy. I don't remember what he did. He was a scientist. Oh, well, don't get used to him because yeah. they really play on that trope. So at one point, while they're going there, there's two scientists, or this is before they even left, two scientists went to the cave. So they found the cave already, just two scientists by themselves, and then they were killed by the monster. It's so confusing. It's there's a lot confusing. of people stumbling across this cave. Yeah. Or actually finding, because when they get there, they're like, this is the cave, and this is the gold, you know, like, yeah, they and you're knew like, what they Where did there. they come from? And then right before our team gets to the cave, another rando military guy finds it <laughs> and goes in and is also killed. And they get there, and they're like, oh, dead body. And then the couple, the couple mercenary, the, the two mercenaries go in, and they find the gold, and they're like, we're going to totally steal this gold. Of course. Because, you know... Um, ooh, it's cursed, though. But their not. whole plan, too, is just that they'll murder everybody else. Yeah. So then as a distraction, and I don't know why this would be a distraction, they kill the one black guy. Man, um, well, he went to go take a crap. Yeah, and that's what he complained about. He's like, ah, and then I hate Phoebe, the wilderness. And then Phoebe steals his toilet paper. Yeah. So that means when he was murdered, he didn't even have his pants on. Yeah, he went to wipe his butt. Yeah, and I don't know what this was really a distraction for. I don't get it. Like a distract. I get it. Like, oh, we gotta cut down on the the people here. You know, we gotta weed them out. But no, they just. Well, she tries blame her. Their plan is to blame the monster. Yeah, yeah. Even though it's incredibly obvious, her hands are covered in blood. And if they did, if they looked around for like a minute, they would find the bloody knife that she used. <laughs> but. Yeah, so they blame the monster, and and then Kate's talking to the hunky love interest at night in their tent with the light on. <laughs> it's always like there's a light on. Yeah, there's the always tent. like a bright white light. Um, she's like, you know, Furby killed. What's his name, right? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Do something. She murdered a member of the Bureau of paranormal research you know like you're not gonna do anything about that he just yeah goes to bed what yeah the thing with this cave too is that they act like it's out in the middle of nowhere but at the beginning of the movie those three teenagers clearly found it easy enough and it didn't seem like it never felt like it was that far off but they just tried to stretch it out to how far they had to go and we're wandering around we're trying to find it yeah apparently you can just find it super easy yeah very strange also like all all the members think that kate is crazy it's like ah she's kooky but it's also like i don't know you're hunting down this monster like you're hunting down an invisible alien monster there's not much in the way of like you know if you're believing in this alien monster why don't you just believe this this crazy lady and if you've been wondering where lorenzo lamas is this whole time who knows? It's almost like he's in a different movie off to the side. A better one. That's feels more like a sequel. Yeah. Because they're him and his military buddy 
and uh I can't remember her name. We'll just we'll just call her Terry from Three's Company. Yeah. They're all hanging out together in like this war room or whatever that right next door in the next room is the um what I can assume is the alien from the first movie. Like strapped to a table. Not even strapped, it's just chilling. It's just hanging out under a sheet. It's just dead. <laughs> but it's not dead. They think it's dead? I don't know if they think it's dead. They think it's dead. They're like, because she says, when it twitches, she's like, oh, postmortem spasms. <laughs> but then it just kind of cuts back to everybody else, and you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Go back. Those are actually, for as much as I don't like Lorenzo Lamas, every time he was on screen, I felt so happy yeah. to just have somebody with some type of capable acting ability. And then at one point, Lorenzo Lamas, when those two military guys stumble upon the cave, they're in a helicopter and they're like, <laughs> like, oh, we got to pick up these guys or whatever. And then they see them get killed and they're like, oh, shoot. And they're terrible, terrible CGI helicopter. And in the interior, it's like, oh, my God, it's like it can like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just like a bunch of miscellaneous buttons. It's like just a black just like, I don't know, it almost looks like one of those like big computers that they have, you know, there's all a... the buttons. And there's a high voltage yes. <laughs> sign on it. And then there's like a small TV just with static on it. Yeah. It's they very just... confusing. There's not even like chairs or anything. There's no controls in front of them. They're just sitting there and they have like... It's just kibble. Yeah. That's all it is. And they there's even, I, I was trying to explain it to you yesterday when we were watching it. But there's actually, you know, like a remote control car controller. Yeah. There's one of those just hanging out in the background. It doesn't have the knobs or anything because it's just, everything's just flat black. But man, it is, that interior of that helicopter is so good. Yeah, that's. It's so bad, it's good. Where like somebody actually thought, looks enough like a helicopter to me. But yeah, so like they, they just kind of appear randomly in the movie. Just uh, for filler, really. Yeah. I really don't know what happens in the rest of the... Like, I know how it ends, but, like, the middle area of this movie, no one really goes into the cave again. They... Well, like, the couple go back into the cave, and then Kate catches them. Yeah. And then Hunky Dude shows up, and he's like, what the heck? Well, there's also, like, the whole... Because they got a riff off of Aliens. Because that's what this movie's doing. Mm-hmm. Totally riffing off of Aliens. And they have the motion detector, but it's supposed to be like an infrared detector. Yeah. But it doesn't matter which way the actors are facing, because when you see it, it's always coming straight at you Yeah, on the detector. And that effect is like super cheesy. And they use it twice. It's just the same thing twice. It doesn't matter. But yeah, they're like, oh, what are we going to do? The Because the creature seems to like be like want Kate to kill her or whatever even though there's like multiple shots of it just walking in front of the people like just kill them and sometimes it's their height and sometimes it's really short yeah i guess which makes crouching down which makes the whole two alien thing even more confusing because i don't think they really decided on anything for a while doesn't it's mind-boggling there's cool shots of like the footprints being made in like the sand but it's always sand because you can't do it in dirt it's like they're standing there and like they'll be like on grass and it'll just cut to like sand imprints being made but it looks cool yeah that's a decent effect yeah but also at the same time 
I've seen that on Gilligan's Island when Gilligan was turned invisible, so it must not be that complicated of an effect to pull off. Still looks cool. Until that one scene, though, where it just inexplicably becomes... Like CG? Or stop motion or something? Something They changed it. Yeah. And it looked bad. Just reuse the same shots because they love to reuse the same shots again. Yeah. This movie is so wildly inconsistent. So they decide that they should use Kate as bait to bait out the monster, and then they can shoot it. Which works. Which works. And, of course, Redneck Guy brought his paintball cannon. He's like, oh, I got this paintball cannon with me. And when I saw that, I'm like, they're going to use that to shoot the invisible monster, aren't they? Sure enough. Right away in the beginning when they're introduced. And that thing is so ridiculous, but it would be pretty awesome to take to a paintball thing just to cover somebody in paint yeah because it only takes two shots to cover this invisible monster yeah and it's completely coated yeah head to toe yeah it's very strange and they shoot it a bunch too they light this alien up and green blood is just flowing out of it there's a bunch of squibs on the suit just green blood and like i'm like oh they just killed it right it took, a, it took a headshot, too. Yeah. It's not impervious to bullets. You know, if it was like, ping, pong, ping, it's like, you know, bouncing off. I'm like, okay, well, how are you going to kill now? But no, every bullet was sinking, was sinking straight into that monster. It was very confusing. <laughs> like, but yeah, they, they shoot it and then it gets coated and then you can see it and it's like, it, and then it becomes a practical suit. The practical suit. Kind of cool. That, it's not that it, bad. It's kind of cool looking. I kind of like it. Yeah, I like it too. Every time it's on screen, I'm like, that looks pretty cool. I mean, then, I know it's a cheap movie. Yeah. So it goes running away. Um, and then a helicopter arrives with Lorenzo Lamas and his buddy. And they're like, oh, you going to go pick up those survivors. And then the alien... <laughs> jumps onto their cgi helicopter oh my god it's so terrible hits, hits the window and just like on the window it's like ah and they're like ah and then they for some reason crash because of that but the the the, the view outside of the the cockpit of this helicopter to make it look like it's a helicopter it looks like it was made in ms paint yeah it's so bad it looks awful father right what an excellent point you just made about Alien 3000. Looking at my watch, though, it appeared to be time that we could take a small break and play a promo of a fellow podcaster that brings us great joy. I poop too much. That's great. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. And while Witch didn't make it to the top of the world, he did make the Gangs of Hollywood podcast. So join the gang and enjoy a movie review podcast about movie gangs, gangsters, mobsters, and the mayhem they cause. You can find GOH Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at GOHpod at www.gohpod.com as well as your favorite podcast listening app. And remember, say hello to your little friend for me. (laughs) 
Oh, we we forgot about a part. This oh. movie is very confusing. The best yeah. part of the movie. So there, the Lorenzo Lamas and his buddy are in the room with Three's company lady. And they're looking at the alien, and the alien like grabs Three's company lady. Oh, because it has like a weird flappy tongue. That's on it. not on the other alien. So anyway, it like grabs her, and they they walk in. And they're like, oh. You know, are you going to help? And it rips off um, Independence Day, where it's like talking through her. Honestly, it, they made it look cool. It wasn't, as, it wasn't as cool as Independence Day, but compared for th- to... <laughs> for this movie. Else, yeah, it looked pretty cool. They had good fog. It was good lighting. You know, uh, I couldn't understand like 50% of what the alien was saying through her. It said that the ancient ones were coming. Yeah. The what? You know... It, it was and confusing. It also said that they had been here for 300 Three, years. 300 years, which it should have been 3,000. Yeah, Alien 3,000. Very Duh. good point. Yeah. So, but anyway, they're like, oh, the ancient ones will come again or whatever. And then Lorenzo Lamas throws a grenade onto a bunch of oxygen tanks that are in the room. And <laughs> that the gas- aren't in the room, though. Yeah. You never see them. You never see them. But he throws a grenade <laughs> on them. And then they're like, oh, and they're like, run out of the room and then it cuts to the bad cgi helicopter taking off from the bureau of whatever paranormal research as it explodes and it's like a terrible miniature it's like cardboard and it explodes and it looks awful <laughs> it looks so terrible it's like the entire top third of this building explodes yeah which if he did if if that explosion happened from just throwing that grenade it like three or four oxygen tanks there's no way they would have been able to escape yeah so yeah Uh, that's what (laughs) that was the best part of the movie (laughs) it really was so they then they show up in the helicopter whatever alien jumps on their helicopter and then it starts to crash and this is when um the the other scientist with the team um dies because the helicopter explodes next to her how explosions affect people in this movie? Very confusing. <laughs> because when they're luring the alien to Kate before, they were throwing grenades at the alien. Kate was right next to that alien. The grenades were going off right next to her. It was funny when they hopped out to yeah. the helicopter because it's just obviously them just moving to the left and right of yes. the set. Yeah. <laughs> they're not actually hopping out of anything. Yeah. They just get out of their seats and scooch over. Yeah. So. So he, the military guy made a comment about the scientist dying, and he said, "That's what a PhD will get ya." What? She just died. She probably had friends and family. You can't just say that. Everyone's on the run. They want to get to the to the jeep that brought them there. The two military guys, Lorenzo Lamas and his friend, never meet up with our team. They're on their own solo adventure. But they do go into the cave, and they, they grab swords. Yeah, they grab swords, which I thought was very fun. They're just like, oh, these are weapons, I guess. And they're wandering around, and then... Oh, they kept on... Lanzar Amos, Amos just kept on saying, follow the sun, and then they wouldn't follow the sun. Like, you could tell they were clearly <laughs> not walking towards the sun. No, the sun was always to the right. Yeah. <laughs> so they kept on walking, and then our team is running away, and there's... There were shots of like the alien running, but the alien was CGI. Oh, it was so and bad. It looked so, so bad. So yeah, it'd be like running and um, hunky military guy is killed. Uh, the alien, <laughs> the alien grabs his head from like a tree 
and tears off his head. It was pretty cool, honestly. He's like, ah, ah. They're like trying to shoot it and just like rips off his head. <laughs> I guess he's not going to go see his 12-year-old kid or whatever. Oh, yeah. He kept talking yeah. about his kid. Ah, oh, my kid. I just love my kid and, we, you know, struggled through the divorce. And, <laughs> and yeah, he's like, so hey, bad. Kate. Hey, Kate, will you just go tell my kid that I love him? He was, he was saying that in the tent. He was saying that way before they were ever in danger. Right. Like, what do you mean? You go visit your kid. Yeah. <laughs> more running away, more bad alien CGI. How does a redneck guy die? I don't remember. I think he just disappeared. I'm going to be real. I don't remember him dying. I don't remember him dying either. I remember there's a point where he just wasn't in the movie anymore. <laughs> That's how this movie is, though. They just... It's so nonsensical in a way. It felt like they were just kind of making it up as they went along. For sure. And they're just like, well, let's just film a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. And we'll just splice it all together. Yeah. So Lorenzo Lamas and his friend are going through, and then they run into the alien, and then they're killed unceremoniously. It was kind of cool because the alien actually used the sword on Lorenzo Lamas and cut him in half. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was pretty fun. Yeah, some of the kills in here are pretty fun. Yeah. Like, there's this like, guy who explodes Yeah. earlier Yeah. because the alien got him, but it's just like a weird bad effect, but yeah. it was just so laughably bad. So they're running away. Redneck guy disappeared, I guess. Who knows? Got killed somehow. Somehow. Whatever. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Nothing matters when you watch this movie. Um. Then they they get into the car. Oh, well, this whole time they're carrying the gold, too. Kate keeps on going. You guys can't take that gold. This gold, this it's cursed. Can't take it. They take it anyway, you know. Well, they stupid. didn't take it all. They talk. They, they took more than enough. So they're driving away in the in the car, and this one of my favorite parts of the movie is when the aliens chasing them, and they're in the car, and they're the, the Fergie, whatever her name is, Fergie, whatever her name is, oh Phoebe, Phoebe. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were referring. I thought you were referring to uh, Kate. No, just because of her super early two thousands clothes. That would fit. Phoebe's like throwing sticks of dynamite at the alien and then oh what drops doesn't like the gold drop off the is it more of a truck i don't know i know it switches vehicles in the movie yeah it's kind of yeah they can't even keep that straight yeah we'll just call it a truck because they're in the bed of a truck the gold drops out and and uh she's like uh um (laughs) stop i gotta grab the gold and then her and kate jump out and she puts the gold on the truck and then the dude starts driving away He's like, ah, everyone for themselves, whatever, dumb soul patch guy. Goes driving away. And then the alien jumps onto the truck, probably because it wants the gold, but, you know, everyone's ignoring that advice. And then, like, grabs him through the through the back of the truck. And then he's like, oh, I'm taking you down with me. And then drives off of a cliff. <laughs> and then it's, like, an actual truck, I'll give him that, driving off the cliff. And then it's, like, bad CGI alien, like, flipping through the air. <laughs> it looks so bad. Then it hits the ground and explodes, and then you think, oh, it's dead. But it's it's not. Alien shows up, kills Phoebe. Surprise, surprise. And then and then Kate cuts its head off with the with the sword. Which is cool at least, you know. And yeah, Alien defeated, she grabs the gold, and she's walking away. 
Oh, she runs it. We forgot to mention because he's really forgettable. Yeah. When they first show up, the team, they get to like this meeting point, and then the military guys, like the the hunky ginger military guy, is like, oh, you can stay here, random guy. You know, random dude, random like middle aged dude. Just yeah. stay here. And we don't you need just you. Just forget about him the yeah. entire movie until and then now. Kate runs into him, and he's like, oh, should we go back? And she's like, oh yeah. So they start walking back, and then, ooh, there's three UFOs in the air. Three (laughs) dumb alien ships. (laughs) And then one of them flies down and, like, um... They look like they were made for, like, a N64. Yeah. The little walkway comes out from it, and then a bunch of the bad CGI aliens start walking out. Not not actual practical suits. They couldn't do a, a cloning effect on them. They're just the CGI version. They they all look a little different. Well, no, no. There's like yeah. three or four variants. Oh well, some have red eyes, some have purple some eyes, some have like some gold highlights, and then they all do the same walking animation, walking out. <laughs> and they just keep piling out. Kate, of there's like a, it's like a good. There's like a lot of them piling out, and then the movie ends with Kate yeah. laughing, yeah, hysterically, and the weird guide dude just confused, not even scared, just kind of like like is going on here. So the ancient ones did return. The ancient, yeah. But they just look like everybody else. <laughs> wow, this movie. Wow. This movie was a mess. Yeah, it was a total mess. What I liked about it, the gore was pretty good. When it happens. When it if happened. If it happens. Yeah, the gore was fun. It wasn't very good, but it was fun. This is like Mystery Science Theater 3000 quality movie. Yeah. Uh, this was definitely direct to video, but it this had to be on the Sci-Fi Channel. It had to have been on the Sci-Fi Channel. Had to be. This is such a bad time for direct to video movies mm-hmm. because once they started using CG, everything went downhill. Yeah, that's how you get like shark to puss. You could have just kept like a dude in a suit. If they had kept the suit, the entire movie would have been better. Don't do the the predator try to do the predator effect yeah honestly what they could have done is they could have had the suit and then they could have just like had two shots right one shot without the alien and the actors reacting then one shot with the alien you know it'll take a little bit of coordination to make like you know the interactions correct and then just set the layer with the alien and just turn down the opacity so it's just like kind of translucent you can barely see it that would have been way better than spending all that time on the cgi had a little translucent alien. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot this movie could have benefited from. Yeah. Like a... Like a plot? A script? A script. So many things. Like, there's so many continuity errors. Like, when they're driving... <laughs> one of my favorites is when um, Phoebe's throwing dynamite off the back of the truck. It'll cut to a shot of the dynamite exploding. The truck is a different truck in a completely different location. <laughs> Obviously different, because they're like kind of in like a mountainous region, driving on like these ro- like these back roads. It'll cut to like a field with like a tree, with an explosion behind a different truck. <laughs> and it's just supposed to be the same location. And then they somehow watch the truck drive off the cliff, even though they should be behind it. You know? Like how they've seen the truck. And then the alien somehow gets up to them and like, like a minute from the bottom <laughs> of this cliff. Also, the the alien itself didn't really make much sense because it could absorb so many rounds of ammunition. 
so many grenades exploding, dynamite exploding, falling off a cliff, yet a sword, a sword cuts its head off. You know, I thought they were going to do like a, ooh, gold is its weakness or something like that. That's what I thought too. But then the the gold doesn't kill it because it's the blade of the sword, which isn't gold. Also, why does the alien collect gold? And not a lot of gold. Not a lot. Just some. Just some gold. And then just sits <laughs> in a cave, just content. Just, yep, got this gold. And the thing with this gold, too, it's not like you have to go deep into the cave. No. 50 to 100 feet in from the entrance, just on the side. But nobody noticed it as they're walking. They only yeah. would notice it if they were standing right next to it. And they'd be like, hey, what is this? And they would crouch down. And then they would just show the one shot of all the stuff piled up every time. Oh, man, yeah. The the alien had no intentions. Something about the old, the ancient ones that, what are they? As far as I know, there was never a sequel to this. Thank God. <laughs> there was no Unseen Evil 3. Uh, I wish, actually. I kind of wish. I want to I know what Ooh. happens. Unseen Evil 3D. <gasps> oh, that would be so good. Oh. <laughs> I don't have a lot to say about this movie. I don't either. It's just really bad. You have to see it to believe it. It's hard to describe. If you've watched movies from this era that were direct-to-video, I myself did not. It would be very rare if I did happen to watch one. I'd watch a few occasionally if there's nothing on and there's only like a bad one on the sci-fi channel. Then I would take a gander and watch the bad movie, but they're not... They're, it's hard to find enjoyable ones. Usually they're just bad and never good. This had moments of it's so bad it's good. It was it, only like, what, an hour and 20 minutes. minutes? Yeah, it rode the line on like, so bad it's good and just bad. It felt like two hours. It really did. That movie just kept on going. I was like, okay, something needs to happen. The pace was very slow in the middle, too. The beginning, there was a lot of deaths right in the beginning. So it kind of set you up for like this pace. And then it was just nothing. The cinematography was so boring. There was only like one okay shot in the entire movie. Yeah. Everything was shot just poorly and statically. A lot of shots way too close to people's faces. Oh, yeah. To the point where it looked like during the editing process, they just zoomed in on them. Yeah. Like it must have been a wider shot and they just like zoom it and crop it. There's that one time where it was just horribly pixelated. It looked so bad. It looked compressed. Oh, the yeah. The file nothing... was compressed a bunch of times. Definitely shot on video. Yeah, nothing really lines up. Just just wildly inconsistent throughout the entire movie. And the thing is, is like, I get it. Making a small-time movie on no budget, you get what you get. It's mm-hmm. hard. Yeah. I don't expect a lot. And it delivered in a lot of places where it should. like crazy over-the-top goofiness and some decent kills, which even those were just like, eh, they're okay. Because I I, I get a low-budget movie like this, but the complete lack of a coherent story was kind of disappointing. Nothing made sense. <laughs> it didn't help either that this is a sequel. Yeah. But I don't think watching the first one would have helped. No, it probably would have just made things more confusing. Probably a better movie. That's not that that's not that hard. <laughs> <laughs> this movie's very fruit heavy. Yes. <laughs>
this movie has a it has a ton of ADR in it. Oh my, yeah, I forgot about that. They'd be like walking and then they'd they'd just be like talking about something and the characters clearly were not saying anything. And then like there'd be like a terrible cheesy wipe to like the next shot. Like it would zoom in and then zoom out and be the new shot. And it just, only started doing that towards the end though. And then it just make a bunch of like ADR. Yeah, it would just be here's a scene of people climbing over a rock. And they would have a full conversation while all you saw was legs. Yeah. Oh, the ADR was so bad. Oh my. This movie can't even get sexy time right. Oh, that scene was terrible. That is the worst sexy time scene I've ever seen in my life. It was trying to be funny, but also trying to be sexy, I guess. It failed at both. (laughs) It totally failed at everything. The only good part was the one black scientist guy just outside the tent just shaking his head. It's like, oh God, I hate these people. Yeah, and you heard him talking about steel that gold too. Yeah. And they just didn't do anything about it. That's a problem with this movie. Somebody learns something about story that's happening and they don't do anything about it. They're just like, eh, whatever. Yeah. No one cares. Nobody cares. This movie doesn't care. Nothing cares. Nothing cares. The only thing that cares is the alien, and the only thing the alien cares about is its gold. And why does the alien care about its gold? Because the ancient ones are coming. Who cares? (laughs) (laughs) Well, Bren, do you have a favorite scene in this movie? already said it. It's when uh, the Bureau of Paranormal Research blows up and the alien ripoff of Independence Day. (laughs) Because it had cool alien suit and it had Lorenzo Lamas. And it was shot competently. My favorite has to be when they're jumping out of that helicopter. Oh, that part's great. Anything involving the helicopter, I think, is my favorite because it's just, all of it is so not good. I wonder how much Lorenzo Lamas got paid for this movie. Probably too much. He had top billing. He had top billing. And the whole time I was like, where is he? Where's Lorenzo Lamas? Where is he? Yeah. And I don't even, I don't even like, ugh, I just kind of don't like him as an actor, but whenever he was on screen, I enjoyed it. He elevated this movie to a whole new level. Yeah. That's probably where all the budget went. Yeah, probably. I figure they had him for like maybe one or two days worth of filming. Yeah. And they just got it all over and done with. I would like to make a formal apology to army of frankensteins oh man yeah i agree with you on that army of frankensteins had had a lot of creativity it you did. know it had a coherent plot it had a fun ending you know like i look on that movie fondly we bring it up enough on other episodes <laughs> where it's it's aged like a fine wine yeah it truly has you know, you know, I thought that was like a I thought that was a bad movie, but after seeing this, I now know what a bad movie looks like. Yeah. I think we were just a little too excited. We were a fresh new podcast. Yeah, we're like, oh this movie stinks, doesn't it? And we didn't get to appreciate how much fun and interesting work was put into Army Frankenstein's. Yeah. I might just watch it again for fun. Yeah. Just I also feel bad because that that director tweeted us back about the movie. 
<sighs> okay, we can't always bring that up. That's not our one claim to fame. Yeah, well, it's most we've got. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the most important piece of feedback we've gotten yeah. that has not come from, like, Pete Quint. <laughs> <laughs> How would you rate this, saying the word movie? Man, that depends on a lot of different factors. Yeah. Alien 3000 is a movie. I'd say Alien 3000 is a movie. I just wasn't sure if I would pick that up. That's kind of the point. (laughs) (laughs) There's something there. I mean, but would you recommend it? Um... I'd only recommend it with friends, someone to make fun of stuff with, but even then, I don't know, skip to the action. So I guess I probably wouldn't recommend it. Skip to the action? Like, who's going to watch this movie and just be like, well, I would just want to see the cool bits. Well, because the cool bits are funny. It's <laughs> like the end with like, when they start showing the CGI alien a bunch, that's when things get better. But the rest of it's kind of just kind of boring just ill acted i agree with you that you should watch this movie if you do if any of you dongles out there decide to actually brave it watch it with somebody else otherwise it's not going to keep your interest no it's gonna not be fun i was roaring with laughter just because i knew somebody else was witnessing what i was witnessing yeah you have to see it to believe it that's what made this review kind of hard because it's just so strange it's bad i don't know if it's so bad it's good parts of it are i agree parts of it are but overall meh so don't watch it alone otherwise it's going to be bad (laughs) (laughs) am i an embarrassment to you no okay good hopefully to yourself Okay, well, I think that wraps it up for Alien 3000. Give us some feedback. Let us know. What did you think of Alien 3000? How did your family react when you saw it in the theater? How did the world react? Oh, this never came out. What was your small town's reaction? Were, Were the theaters completely sold out? How many action figures, and I said how many, how many action figures of the alien do you have? Because I know you have at least one. Me, personally, I have four. They never made them. <laughs> and I actually have the Ancient One Saucer. It's great. It's pretty big. It cost me about $60. It can fit, I don't have that money, but it can fit like 20 Alien 3000s in it. <laughs> <laughs> right in if Alien 3000 ever ruined your marriage. <laughs> Did your wife find out that you watched this movie alone? And Right in if <laughs> Alien 3000 made your marriage. Ooh. Yeah, let's hear some of the nice romantic Alien 3000 love stories. Mm-hmm. We don't want your erotic fan fiction, though. No. No, I got enough of that already. I'm writing my own right now. Well, I almost just ruined this entire podcast. <laughs> By pretending to type on the keyboard and... We're back. (laughs) Everything is okay. I almost deleted everything. Oops, never going to do that again. Almost deleted an entire episode of the podcast making a joke about Alien 3000 fanfiction. (laughs) (laughs) This would not be worth it.
Okay, but if you do want to write in, please write in to corrupted youth pod at gmail.com. Um, please rate and review wherever you listen to us. And please cover your sneeze into your elbow. Wear a mask outside. Wear a mask outside. Don't protest. No, it's not worth it. Stay inside so we can get this over with. You're just making it longer. Oh. Stop putting more vegetables on my plate. I don't like them. Anyways, read and review wherever you listen to us. We're on Spotify. Our home of Podbean. Apple Podcasts. Wherever else. I'm sure they just spread it around like Johnny Appleseed. Just without all the crappiness of Johnny Appleseed. Yeah, he just did it to steal everyone's land. <laughs> what a jerk. We're doing it to spread podcast love. Also to steal your land. Watch out. <laughs> Brennan's outside with a shovel. He's just going to dig it up, and he's going to load it into a cart, and he's going to haul it off. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Special thanks to our listeners, the Dongles, and our fellow podcasters for their support. Thank you. Hang in there, Dongles. Too much. That's great.